Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Why, hello. Hi. How, how are you today? I'm doing okay. Good. What, today is the day we find our center. Okay. I need you to lower your voice for me. Okay. Much better. Now repeat after me. Okay. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! Did I see that better. coming, I did feel, you? I, you're, I feel better now. Yeah, Very right. good. Jesus. Welcome to the Zach <laughs> Rob camp of the unexpected. Yeah. It's what I, it's maybe honestly what I look forward to most about recording this show is because, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, but you're the one who counts us into the recording and then we just start. We just start. There's no plan. Well, we, 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 you know, we pick out some things, but that's about sometimes, it. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, here we are. Folks, welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. And I am a Zach. And, uh, you know, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. You know, we missed yeah. our, our, our last our last release week. I was out of state. Griffin was down with the vid. I got the big vid. The big vid. And, you know, it was just like, it's the summer. We've earned, a, you know, a, 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 little, a little break. Yeah, and we got a, we got we got we had some PTO to take before we yeah. lost it at the year, like exactly. at the end of the fiscal year. Yeah, like you yeah. might think that like as like proprietors and like CEO CFO status individuals that we get that like unlimited PTO thing, but that shit's a scam, it's and a I'm not going to participate in that. Exactly. Yeah, we're such good business owners. Like if our employees have to abide by like a PTO mm-hmm. system, you know what? Mm-hmm. So do we. Yeah. And we actually had to like, we kind of like forced everyone on vacation because we took time off. Yeah. So like everyone kind of just had to use their PTO, but like they were, they were, it was fine. Yeah. They were going to use it. And you know what? We picked a good week. It was, you know, it wasn't like a fort, like a holiday. Things were, you know, less busy wherever they wanted to go. Like, yeah. They really really sweet spot, like just after a holiday. Yeah. Like, so really they should be thanking us. Really? We're good bosses. We're such good bosses. Uh, hey, Griff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready for some pet news? Pet news. Yeah, hit me. Border Collie helps rescue team find owner who fell 70 feet in Tahoe Forest, authorities say. Whoa. A, a regular boy, Jimmy, stuck in the well sort of scenario. <laughs> yeah. The man, 53, fell in a remote part of California's Tahoe Natural Forest. And believed his hip and ribs were broken. The man's dog, Saul, (laughs) acted in true Lassie fashion, rescuers said. Aww. The man managed to find a location with cell phone service and dialed local authorities. And a team of 25 search and rescue members from the Nevada County Sheriff's Office were dispatched to find him. Dog went up and and, and led him over to him. So, you know what? Way to go, Saul. 
Way to go, Saul the Border Collie. Saul the Border Collie. You you are this week's recipient of the Multiversal High Five. Good Pet Award. <laughs> the Multiversal High Five Good Pet Award. There you go. High five to the good pets. It's a, it's a high five that crosses the realms of space-time. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Saul, we salute you. <laughs> so, speaking of dogs, yeah, we've done a lot of, uh, a couple at this point of episodes where we've done dogs but not. Yeah, like creatures that are very reminiscent of dog dogs adjacent. or look like dogs, but aren't really dogs, but like still kind of dogs. Or like labeled, you know, like a something hound. Yeah. Along those lines. We like a hellhound. And, and, and me as a cat owner, well, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the word owner, but as a cat dad, cat daddy. A cat daddy. Yeah, the dance. Uh, Scoop it's, it's, it's a good dance. Um. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little dismayed that we have yet to do a Cats, but not. Well, so here we are today. Zach, you're in luck, because that's exactly what we've prepped for today's episode. Cats, but not! Cats, but not! We are returning to our friends at Cobalt Press and their very good tome, just chock-a-block full of beasts. I like the phrase chock-a-block. It's really good. I don't I've really, hear it enough. I've really worked it into my lexicon recently. Uh... But we're back with their Tome of Beasts Volume 1 to mm-hmm. talk about some cat-adjacent critters. Yeah. Zach, you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. To harken us back, let's check out this cat. Because I used to say cat all the time to a point you, where you, you were still, like... You still do. Do I still say cat a lot? Yeah, I don't notice if maybe I not say like, Maybe not a ton. And to be fair, half the time we're hanging out, we're role playing as other people. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but like, I still feel like you say that a lot. Yeah. But here we are. We've got the vapor links. <laughs> it's a very spooky kitty, to be honest. You know, you got a lynx. It's got like the very long ears with like the you know the, like the long hair that kind of goes off of it. Um, it's kind of got a Cheshire cat grin, but like if the Cheshire cat was gonna eat your face off yeah like i'm not gonna say my old standby and that it's got a big old mean nasty face but it does have a face that looks like it means me harm yeah Yeah. (laughs) like it's either going to harm me or like shit in my shoes you know what i'm saying like well i'm looking up you know things are looking up here because it says these great cats so apparently they're great cats. Well, <laughs> it might just mean in terms of its size. <laughs> I'm cho- I'm choosing to interpret it as yeah, you know, these are like some a great like cats. a like yeah. a tiger is a great cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. They're really oh good. Just read <laughs> <laughs> these great cats pad <laughs> noiselessly while tendrils of smoke drift off their sleek gray coats, leaving misty whorls in their wake. I had to really hit that H. I love a whorl. Their eyes shift from dull, pallid orbs to pitch black slits. Their lips curl up into a fang-revealing smile as their bodies fade into the fog. They are just the treasure cat, aren't they? It's like a ghost cat, or just it's a, a ghost. It's a lynx that just like sneaks up on you in its own vape cloud. It's like like a like a wraith lynx. Yeah, split the herd. <gasps> Vapor lynxes are capricious hunters, devious, manipulative, and mischievous. They toy with their prey before killing it. They rarely enjoy a stand-up fight. Instead, 
coalescing in and out of the fog to harass victims. Using their ability to solidify and poison the fog around them, they cut large groups into smaller, more manageable morsels. (laughs) Any creature that, like, deals in fog has, like, the same MO, but I love it. Yeah. I'm looking at it like I'm just sitting, like, kind of uneasy. Every time I look down, I see this, like, smirk it has. It looks at you and it's just like, I'm going to fuck your dad. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your dad. It's like, I believe you, Vaporlings. Where's uh, your dad? Apparently, they hang out in dreary marshlands. Mm. Their tactics have earned Vaporlinks as a nasty reputation and the occasional bounty on their heads. Additionally, their magical nature makes them valuable to practitioners of the magical arts. And their beautiful, thick coats tempt many a furrier into hunts they may not be prepared for. Yeah. For these reasons, Vaporlinks avoid civilization, fearing organized reprisal. Instead, they haunt marshes and swamps where the natural fog makes hunting easier. If an intelligent humanoid passes their way, they are happy for a change in their diet. Okay, so they do eat people sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Apparently they're chatty with dinner. Oh. Oh, they talk? I'm going to guess so. Yes, they, apparently they speak common and sylvan. Oh, no. Although reclusive, Vaporlinks are intelligent, speaking both common and sylvan. They are particularly prideful and take great joy in bantering with potential meals to belittle and frighten them. All right. Survivors of Vaporlinks' encounters invariably mention their constant needling and self... Wow. Wow. Aggrandizement. To Google. Self-aggrandizement. Okay. The action or process of promoting oneself as powerful or important. Nice. So let's take a look at the stat block, shall we? Yeah. They're a large monstrosity. Chaotic neutral. Hmm. 14 armor class, 127 hit points. That's pretty wow. spicy. Wow. Yeah. That's CR5. Walking speed of 50 and a climbing speed of 30. Mm-hmm. So pretty quick. Um, their stats are honestly stacked. Like, they got good. nothing nothing below a 10. Got a 14 charisma. 14 charisma, 18 dex, 16 con. Yeah, they're beefy. Um, they got... Pretty good, decent dark vision. Uh, and they have some innate spellcasting. Uh, their spellcasting ability is charisma. Three times a day, they can cast gaseous form. That tracks. That tracks. And then they have smoky constitution. The Vaporlink spends its time in both gaseous and solid form. Its unique constitution makes it immune to all fog or gas-related spells and attacks, including its own. Mm. A Vaporlink sees clearly through light and heavy obscurement caused by fog, mist, or spells such as fog cloud. It's got smoke vision. It's got a multi-attack, one bite attack, and two claw attacks. Rare. Rare indeed. It's plus seven to hit with the bite, 3d8 plus four piercing. Wow. And the claw is plus seven to hit, 2d8 plus four uh, slashing. And a reach of ten on both. They will tear you apart. That is scary. And uh, then they got a poison breath that recharges on a five or six. The vapor links exhales a 40 foot radius poison fog, which heavily obscures a spherical area around the links. Any breathing creature that ends its tr- uh, ends its turn in the fog must make a DC 14 constitution saving throw or become poisoned for one D four plus one rounds. That's so scary. Yeah. These things are horrifying. That's so scary. Yes. I love it. This would be a good 
pet for um, anyone living in like a big manor house in like a like a like a foggy New England town. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you were in like a Call of Cthulhu, like this would be something like like a like a minor boss that you have to make before you <laughs> encountered the majority of the. Yeah, if you need your home to just have a little bit of that, just additional spooky aesthetic. Oh yeah. Like, just have a couple of these just kind of cruise around in gaseous form. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just, like, the clouds, the fog, it moves. Yeah, you walk around, you're hearing, like, a slight, like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, what was that? You're like, oh, that's just the vaporlinks. He's a bit of a dick. It's fine. Hey, Josh, why don't you fuck off for a little bit, bud? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) And then he's gone. I got to go refill my vape anyway. My jewel (laughs) needs a new battery. Yeah, instead of vapor links, it's vapor, like yeah. like one who vapes. <laughs> yeah, a vapor link. <laughs> hey, you guys see my jewel, <laughs> Josh? I don't know where your jewel's at, bud. Well, I just got a new cartridge in. It's peach habanero. Okay, that sounds terrific, Josh. Yeah, actually, yeah, but I no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> You actually now can't you can't legally now own a vapor links in the United States because they outlawed that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, is one uh, of those like, uh, but 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 in certain places there are still loopholes. Like for whatever reason, like in Des Moines, there's a loophole where like you can own a vapor links. Yeah. So just like you know, check your local legislature. Yeah, yeah, it's really important. It's the same like you know people that are like I want to own a fox, and it's like that seems weird. Yeah. Just go to BuzzFeed and look up the, for those weird, like, exotic pet loopholes. And oh, I'm yeah. sure, like, you BuzzFeed, figure out. BuzzFeed has you covered, yeah. Yeah, they got you covered. They they they, oh, they love that shit. They eat that uh, shit right up. They eat that shit up, yeah. So, uh, I know we normally talk about, like, if a creature is a good pet or not. I think for this we should say, we should ask the question, is this a good cat or not? I think it's a pretty good cat. Like, you think look, so? My cats often, whether they mean to like do it to fuck with me, cause mischief constantly. And I know that if they had the power to pass in and out of a fog that they create, they would and they would use it to the extreme. Ripley knocks will sit there and look you in the eye as she pats a glass of water off a table (laughs) and you sit there and you go, don't you dare. And she just. Inches it a little more, and then off the table it goes. And she will look you in the eye. Now imagine if, like... Imagine if they could talk. Well, yeah, if she, one, could talk, you'd be like, I don't know why. I always imagine Ripley with, like, an old British, like, like an old British lady, like, voice. <laughs> like the queen? Yeah, like the... Like, like a the, Maggie Smith? Like a Maggie Smith or a um, Julie Andrews. Well, especially because I just watched Bridgerton. And she's mm. the the voice of Lady Whistledown, who's like the the gossip go. columnist of the of yeah. the of the. So like uh, that's a hundred percent Ripley. Yeah, being like Ripley, do not knock that water off the table. Like, oh, whatever you say, Papa. And like walks, you know, I walks away, and then a moment later emerges from a like a puff of fog and just <laughs> knocks it off the table. It's like, oh, I had you going, didn't I, Papa? Fuck yeah. you. Chug on. And and then uh, fucks off. I'll see you at dinner. So I think this is a cat just fully realized. 
Okay. I think it was the point I was trying to make here. They've optimized they, yes, fuckery. This is, a, this is an optimized cat right here. Very good. This this cat min-maxed like a bitch. <laughs> Aces. Awesome. Uh, check your local laws if you live in the States. Otherwise, we got you covered. Definitely. All right. Moving on? Moving on. Okay. Uh, up next, we've got the Gypso Sphinx. Now, Sphinxes, of course, are like like traditional Sphinxes are uh, like from Egyptian culture and have that like sort of man cat sort of vibe going yeah. on. Uh, this thing, this is actually kind of familiar territory for me because this is almost like a griffin. Yeah. Um, it's like a nasty, like vulture buzzard head and wings, mm-hmm. and like that frill of feathers, like yeah. a, like the like the mantle of feathers, yeah, and then some like nasty cat body, some like mangy cat body, yeah, that like a big condor or something like that, yeah, with black wings and a body as pale as alabaster, the vulture beaked gypso sphinx is easy to identify. As powerful servants of the gods of death and the desert, their riddles and obsessions all hinge on death and carrion. Their eyes can spot prey miles away, and the distance they climb into the skies hides their enormous size. The pale gypso sphinx shines in the desert sun and stands out in underground tombs and caverns. It can conceal itself when it flies in moonlit clouds. Gypso sphinxes are found anywhere bodies are buried or left to rot. And they harvest corpses from battlefields of warring desert tribes. Gross. So it's a just a it's a carrion sphinx. Is really what yeah. it is. Nice. Gypso sphinxes converse with intelligent undead priests of death gods and with other sphinxes, but they rarely gather among their own kind. They guard their territory jealously, typically claiming a necropolis as the heart of their region. Like all sphinxes, gypso sphinxes enjoy riddles. They rely on magic to solve challenging riddles they can't solve on their own. Interesting. You're making a face. Sorry, yeah. I'm just, like, looking over this thing, and I'm horrified. This thing's a fucking uh, CR-14. Wow. I mean, sphinxes are traditionally pretty powerful. It's fair. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very scared now. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike most of their cousins, Gypso Sphinxes are gifted flyers, capable of diving steeply from the night sky to snatch carrion or a sleeping camel. Poor camel. The stroke of midnight has a special but unknown significance for the beasts. Ooh. And they can foretell doom. Occasionally, a paranoid noble seeks out a Gypso Sphinx and entreats the creature to reveal the time and place of his or her death, hoping to cheat fate. A Gypso Sphinx demands a high price for such a service, including payment in corpses of humans, unusual creatures, or near-extinct species. Even if paid, the Gypso Sphinx rarely honors its side of the bargain. Instead, it turns its death magic against the supplicant, bringing about his or her death then and there. So they bastards. Yeah. Fuck. They big (laughs) bastard birds. Uh, large monstrosity, neutral evil, 17 armor class, 171 hit points, 40 speed on ground, 70 foot fly That's speed. That's fast. Yeah. Plus 5 strength, plus 4 con, int, wisdom, and charisma. 
and they have proficiency in pretty much all intelligence scores and perception. Damn, dude. Uh, resistance to damage from non-magical weapons, immunity to psychic and poison, true sight out to 90 feet. They speak four languages, including one that is just Sphinx. Sphinx. And then, uh, yeah, 14 AC, or excuse me, uh, uh, what's the fucking, CR. Uh, CR 14, which is scary. Yeah. The Sphinx is immune to any effect that would sense its emotions or read its thoughts, as well as any divination spell that it refuses. Insight checks made to ascertain the Sphinx's intentions or sincerity have disadvantage. This ability is called inscrutable. Wowzers. Its attacks are considered magical. With its mystic sight, it can see death coming and can foretell the manner of a person's death. This ability does not come with any urge to share that information. Gypsum Sphinxes are notorious for hinting, teasing, and even lying about a creature's death. And then it says in parentheses here, uh, in quotes, If we fight, I will kill you and eat your heart. I have seen it. Is a favorite bluff. Nice. Dang. It has a lot of spell casting innately, including things like Major Image, Blur, Darkness, Cloud Kill... Greater invisibility, blight. Damn. It has, it has a triple multi attack with its bite and claws. 3d10 on the bite, uh, plus five, and 6d8 plus five on the claws. Fuck, dude. It also has an ability called Rake. If it successfully hits with both claw attacks, it automatically follows up with a Rake attack. Uh, target failing a DC 17 dexterity save is knocked prone and takes an additional 2d8 plus five damage. And then it has legendary actions as well, where it can take a bite, it can teleport 120 feet, or cast a spell from its list. Fuck, dude. This is a beefy boy. Oh, there's a Gypso Sphinx. Temp- uh, temples and Riddles section. Mm. The best. Are there actual riddles there? Yeah, it says the best riddles are the ones you create yourself. However, here are a few easy and a few more difficult ones for Gypso Sphinx. Hit me with the riddles, I haven't read this yet. Alright, cool. Always smiles or maybe frowns, sinks in water, never drowns, catches prey on its barbed teeth, haunts all day, but never eats. Oh, God. One more time? Always okay, smiles okay, yeah. or, may, or maybe frowns, uh, okay. sinks in water, never drowns, catches prey on its barbed teeth, haunts all day, but never eats. Oh, God. Sinks in water, never drowns. Is it like a, it's not something living, I'm going to guess. Uh, what was the first part? Always smiles, but never Always smiles, or, or maybe frowns. Or maybe frowns. It's like the moon? That, that, that's where your heart would be eaten out. No, it's a fish hook. Oh. Oh. Want- that was barbed. Uh, yeah, the moon doesn't have teeth, Griffin. God. Well, Give right, me another you want, one. You want another one? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get one right. Round as an apple, deep as a cup. All the king's horses can't pull me up. What am I? Round as an apple, deep as a cup. All the king's horses can't pull me up. I don't like this one very much. Round as an apple, deep as is it a hole? Like, like a hole? You're not far ground? off. So well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So hey, you you are far off there, buddy. <laughs> like a hole in the ground. You can't pull a hole out of the ground. All right, well, last one. 
Okay. As light as a feather, yet no man can hold it for long. What is it? Is it your breath? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay. All right. I know this. I've I've DM'd enough riddles. To, I might have used something very similar to that once upon a time. All okay. right. Um, um, good cat. I don't think so. It's a pretty bad cat. It's mostly bird. The more mostly, I look at it, yeah, it's mostly bird. Like like even normal sphinxes, I think, are pretty bad cats. This is just a real dick vulture guy. I mean, like, it does, if we're talking about cats being, like, mischievous creatures and kind of dicks sometimes, this thing definitely checks both of those boxes. Mm -hmm. Like, it will openly lie about, like, I know exactly when and how you're going to die, and I could spare you a lot of grief being like, you know, hey, on the 17th of October in 2040, don't get on an airplane. But it could instead just be like, stop eating apples but i just love apples that's too bad you're gonna die from one that's your downfall yeah (laughs) that's gonna kill it's like it it can has it has full authority to fuck with you by holding this like very terrifying information over your head yes yes it does but also like i wouldn't want to see this thing like do the kitty loaf no not at all it would be gross it'd be a gross kitty loaf yeah i think overall it's not great so bad cat I think it's I think it's a bad cat. Yeah. One out of ten, bad cat, would not scratch. It's even a bad sphinx. I th- you think it's a bad sphinx? It's I think just, it's a bad sphinx. It's just kind of vulture. Like what is it what sphinxes traditionally like guard places. But this thing is literally like it's a scavenger, so like why does it need to to riddle people? It's got its necropolis. It does have its necropolis. Hmm. Yeah, they're just like... I'm sure, like, to these, like, priests of death gods, they might think that these are pretty good cats. Yeah. Like, would probably treat them kind of like kitty cats. That's fair. But they're also just... They they, they eat people, and, like, they, they eat corpses. Yeah. They want to like they want species they want to eat things that are near extinct so like they're not really helping like the the, the the circle of life yeah they're as bad as fucking James Jonathan from Jimmy Jones just wants to go out kill endangered things like it's just kind of shitty like come on James come on James hey by the way everyone fuck Jimmy Johns you you made your your sandwich empire to do what shoot rhinos for fun like what kind of person are you? A shitty one, that's what. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> What's the A to B on Sandwich Empire to poaching? <laughs> <laughs> like, what What happened in between those two steps? Are you okay, James? Get help. Get, dude, fucking see somebody, dude. <laughs> see somebody, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ad break? It's ad break. All right, Rebecca, hit the ad. Still using ordinary pet litter? Why bother when you could be using Litteraline? Litteraline is the premier pet litter for all your magical, monstrous, and otherwise magnificent pets. We at Litteraline not only bring harmony between scent and user, we bring alignment between pet and owner to a whole new level. Talk about chaotic good. Trying not to disrupt the workplace with your office imp? 
try Lawful Neutral Printer Parchment. Adjusting to changes with your lycanthropy, try Chaotic Good Musty Tavern. Your Yeti looking for some Christmas in July? They're sure to love neutral good mulled wine. Just don't give a fuck? We've got Chaotic Evil Renaissance Fair Porta Potty just for you sickos. In addition, all purchases of Literaline come with a pack of our new waste bags of holding, so the next time your blink dog drops a deuce on a walk, you can whisk that waste away to its own scent neutral pocket dimension. Call 1 800 Pet Shop to order now and start realigning the way your pet does business. Literaline, a scent for all kinds. Okay. You know, Zach, I've, I, I understand the urge, I think, to just, like, make eye contact with someone and then, like, do something to, like, that you know is going to piss them off. Like, give me, uh, yeah, give me an example. Well, like, like the example of a kitty cat and, like, you know, oh, yeah. the table. But it's like, you know when you're, like, you're kind of razzing somebody and you can tell they're getting irritated? Yeah. And you're going to do, like, okay, I'm going to say, like, one more thing, just, like, just get them over the edge and then I'm going to stop. Yeah, like, like like our friend Austin does any in any conversation you ever have with him. Exactly that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Hey, hey, Austin. Hey, Austin. We love you, but you're an absolute shit. <laughs> yes, I yes. lived with you. For, I lived with you for two years, and you're one of my best friends. And I fucking hate your guts. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the Katbayun. <laughs> the Katbayun. The I think yeah. K-O-T space B-A-Y-U-N Katbayun Bayun? Bayun Bayun sounds more more fantastical Bayun 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 This oddly colored cat appears at first to be a powerful panther Its wide mouth pulls into something like a human grin and its knowing eyes hint at intelligence beyond that of a typical predator. So, yeah, we're looking at a kitty. You know, it's kind of like almost in the loaf, but like it's got like its arms like kind of dangling like it would be sitting on like the edge it's or something. Doing, it's doing crossy paws. The crossy paws, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's got it's, – it's, it looks like if there could be a cat version of a Sharpay. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean, it, though. Yeah, it's got the it's got the big wrinkly skin. Yeah, it almost looks it looks simultaneously like ripped, but also like amazing. A hundred years old. Yeah, it's like like a really ripped old man. Yeah. Have you seen holes? Yeah, I'm imagining Eartha Kit as uh, Madame Zeroni's voice coming from this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you forget to come back for Madame Zeroni. Yeah, you must carry Madame Sodoni up, up the mountain, mountain. or so else you will be cursed for forever and eternity. And then you got to do the Eartha Kit laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. It's it's impressive. Yeah, the expression on this weird cat's face isn't like I'm gonna fuck your dad, but it's like I know who fucked your dad. No, it's that, or it's like I'm not going to fuck your dad because I've already fucked your dad, like 17 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, how old are you? you? Are. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's like it makes it that something that could be judgmental no matter what you say to it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, like um, I prefer red grapes over green grapes. And it's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> 
Enemies of elves and blink dogs. Kat boyuns are magical hunting cats gifted with eloquent speech and cunning abilities. A lot of talking cats on this app. Yeah. Speaking fey cats, these brutal and temperamental creatures get along well with cruel-minded fey. Nice. More gentle fey rightfully find the creatures to be a menace. A cat boyun measures six feet long and weighs over 200 pounds. Woo. So, about my size. They are long-lived, <laughs> and some stories record the uh, same cat boyun in a region for over 400 years. Wow. Sing to sleep. In addition to their stealthy natures and physical prowess, cat boyuns have the ability to put prey to sleep with song. Yes. They carefully choose victims and stalk them for a time, learning their strengths and weaknesses before making their attack. They lay in wait until their prey is vulnerable and then begin their slumbering song. Those resisting the call to slumber are always the Kat Boyun's first victims as they launch from cover and attempt to disembowel their prey. Yeah. In forest with thick canopy, a Kat Boyun stealthily creeps along tree limbs, tracking the movement of its prey below. Nice. So it puts people to sleep, and then those who don't fall asleep, it eats first, because its friends are asleep. Exactly. Yeah. But apparently something about healing poetry. Let's read on. Huh. If discovered by intelligent prey, a cut boyun opens with a parley instead of claws. In rare cases... I said parley. I should have said parlay. I sounded dumb. Anyway. In rare cases, a cat boyun finds something in its prey it likes, and cold predation turns to a lukewarm association. <laughs> Befriending a cat boyun has benefits, as the creature's poems, tales, and sagas have the magical ability to heal negative conditions. Interesting. A cat boyun tells its stories in the form of strange epics and poetry, ranging from simple rhyming folk poems to complex sonnets. This ability is not widely known, a secret the creatures intend to keep, but as folktales spread, more and more adventurers and uh, sages seek out their these elusive beasts. Very interesting. I like them quite a bit. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So we got a medium monstrosity, neutral alignment. That's why I like it. You know, I, I think that most people start off with a, with a true neutral alignment. Probably. And then just are kind of swayed based on, on the world around them. Well, I'm not going to get super far into the nature versus nurture conversation. <laughs> but, to say. <laughs> but here we are. 44 hit points, 40 foot walking speed, 20 foot climb speed. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, 12 intelligence, 17 charisma. I mean, yeah. They're a hot cat. And they got <laughs> 16s in wisdom, dex, and strength. Oh. Yeah, go with dex saves, can see in the darks, no common and sylvan. But yeah, here we go. Folk cure. A cut boyun's tails have the effect of a lesser restoration spell at will, and once per week, it can have the effect of greater restoration. Wow. A cut that's cool. Designates one listener to benefit from its ability, and that listener must spend one uninterrupted hour listening to the cat's tails. <laughs> Cat boyuns are reluctant to share this benefit and must be bargained with or under the effect of domination to grant the boon. Ooh. Yeah, I like the idea of it's like, look, I'm a I'm a heal you. Sure. But you gotta listen to my stand up set first. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, that a, it's that listen. bit that's going around recently of like I lied, I don't actually like sex. Put your clothes on. I'm gonna tell you about the entire lore of Star Wars or whatever. Yeah. Like it's 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 that like I'm going to tell you about my D and D character. Yeah, 
this is um they've always got a captive audience because mm-hmm. they're held captive because they have to a cat captive captive audience oh no horrendous because they they're held captive but that's all captive is also very good yeah 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 uh but they also have some innate spell casting um they can cast fog cloud invisibility um on itself only uh three times a day each and then once per day can cast blink oh blink kitty sort of that's the sound blink makes gross gross uh let's see it's got multi-attack one bite attack one claws uh both are plus five to hit the bite is a d8 plus three pretty standard the claws are 2d10 plus three some big mitts that's a some big mitts i mean just look at it like look at its hands yeah some big mitts some big mitts and then it also has its slumbering song a cot boyon puts creatures to sleep with its hunting melody while a cot boyon sings <laughs> make on. a target one hearing creature with an within a hundred foot radius this target <laughs> must succeed on a DC 13 charisma saving throw or fall asleep the target repeats the saving throw at the end of each of its turns the cats have gotten their food. We're gonna have to wait a couple of moments here. Oh, okay. Very, very appropriate, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ripley's. We've, we've been talking all about them this half. Yeah. Ripley's feet are dropped, so I gotta wait for Roxy's now. Yeah. How's how is how's little Roxy doing? She's doing good. She's looking at me. She. Like, I don't think she means to look at me like she's grumpy, but she kind of just always looks grumpy. Like her. Like she's got like the resting cat face where it's like. Mm. But then, like, when she really opens her eyes, then she just looks like a, like a little doofus, you know? <laughs> there you go, your food. Roxy, eat your food. She's just looking at it. Eat your food, Roxy. Roxy. No, don't walk away from your food. Eat it. <laughs> is it because I gave you a wet food snack earlier? Is that what this is? Mm. Now, if you don't eat that, your sister's going to eat it all, and then she's going to get sick everywhere. And I just cleaned, so. Whatever. We might have some kitty munching in the background, but anywho. That's fine. So, Kapoyim, what do you think would be the funniest song for them to sing as a lullaby? Hmm. So they just taking any song and, like, throwing it into a minor key. Yeah. Um, Sorry for Party Rockin' by LMFAO. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was going to say uh, You Got a Friend in Me by Randy Newman. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty spooky. Yeah. It's pretty spooky. Um, let's see here. Me trying to pull on musical knowledge. Uh, bring uh, me back to life. Uh, Evanescence. About the Evanescence <laughs> song. <laughs> Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake me up. That's inside. that's quite ironic as a lullaby too. Yeah. Um. Wake me up when September ends. That's pretty good. Wake me up before you go-go. Mamba number five. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. So spooky. So haunted. So, uh, good good cat? Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good cat. Yeah, like, not as prone to murder as some of the past ones, which is nice. But definitely still will. Like, Oh, for sure. But, like... I wish the slumbering song wasn't haunting because, like, 
I'm, I think I've told you this before, but I can... The farthest back I can trace my sleeping problems yeah. is to when I was in the like house I first grew up in, which we moved out of when I was maybe like seven. Um, so at some point living in that house, and me being a fan of Pokemon, especially the cartoon, and I remember wishing that Pokemon were real so I could have a Jigglypuff so that it could sing and I could actually fall asleep. Yeah. And so anytime I see a creature that has like a like a lullaby move, I'm just like, hell yeah, I want one of those real bad. That's a bit of me. But I feel like this one would be kind of like, I'd be afraid to go to sleep every night if I yeah. formed a dependence on this. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to listen to Sorry for Party Rocket in a minor key if I wanted to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah you wake up, and, but then yeah, you also wake up and you're like... Why is my arm on the other side of the room? Yeah. Sorry, I, I needed a chew toy. So yeah, I thought you wouldn't mind. Yeah, it's, can you like tell me a story and slap it back on there? Sure. I've there got once hour. was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it looks like a cat. It's a pretty good cat. It's like not very fuzzy. Yeah. It's like a, it's a skin cat. Like a like yeah, like a like one of the Sphinx cats. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the Sphinx we just talked about. Right. And it's big. Yeah, it's a big cat. Like not a house cat. No, definitely not. Like it hopping up into your lap, as you kind of said earlier, would be the equivalent of like you, Zach Tuttle Rob, hopping into my lap. Yeah. Which like wouldn't be the most uncomfortable thing, but it's not like it's not great if, though. Yeah, it's not like a, yeah. if Ripley hopped into my lap. Yeah, definitely. You wouldn't want that cat to loaf on your chest while you're laying down. No, no, you would not. That would hurt after a while. Yeah, kind of a kind of down the line, middle of the road kitty cat, I'd say. Yeah. Like really, really cool, uh, like like creature. Definitely. I think they're neat. Not for elves though, because they hate elves. Oh yeah, they hate them very much. And not for blink dogs. Yeah. How do you think they handle, like, normal dogs? Probably fine. The Probably dogs not so much, like, though. Yeah. Just think, think, of, think of them as just, like, lesser. Yeah. they be like, <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of yeah, there's a lot of, uh-huh, a lot of, like, kafawing. Oh, so much kafaw. Kafaw. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, just that, just that, really... Yeah. Anyway, really uh, yeah. Cat Bayoun. Pretty more good like, cat. More like cat, cat by, anyway. Uh, cat buying. You, that's what you, what are you doing at pet shop, at Zach and Grin's Multiverse Pet Shop? You're cat, cat buying. buying cat oh. Bayoun. All right. Jesus Christ. Uh, our <laughs> last creature on the docket is a uh, Mingwa. A Mingwa. This looks like a big-headed lion Yeah. with kind of little paws. Yeah. And then there's some, like, wispies of smoke coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's been, like, it's just jumped through, like, some cinematic smoke. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Tiny wisps of grayish smoke ooze from the slate-colored coat of this leonine beast. 
The elusive Mingwa, which translates to the strange ones, are the offspring of a sentient feline beast from the ethereal plane that mated with a lioness long ago. Now, let's pause there for a second. Hold up. A sentient feline beast. So, like, a Khajiit kind of thing. Uh, Khajiit has... (laughs) That's wares. <laughs> oh my god. If you have coin. Khajiit has dick if you have coin. <laughs> oh no. So ah. so an ethereal humanoid cat. Or well, it says it, feline it, it, it beast. It says sentient yeah. yeah, I mean like we we've had a lot of sentient feline beasts this day. But then just fucked a normal lion. Just fucked a normal lion. That's, I think that's wild, whichever way you cut it. Definitely. Okay, cool. <laughs> also called Nunda, which translates to smoke cats. Mingwas, See cats! Mingwas are strong and cunning hunters that can elude pursuit or approach their prey unnoticed by disappearing into the ether for a brief time. Hmm. Mingwas choose their hunting ground carefully, avoiding flatlands where competing predators are plentiful. They favor rocky and treacherous terrain where their talents for dancing among the veil between worlds allows them to easily outmaneuver prey. And they have feline allies. The strongest Mingwa recruit other great cats into their prides, uh, like the Vaporlings. That's a great cat. Yeah. Though these associations tend to be short-lived. They hunt with especially savage groups of Nikosi, not sure what that is, though only a great pride lord can command one during a hunt. When the hunt is over, the Mingwa move on, and sometimes they take uh, one of the young Noski, uh, Nikosi, with them to become a shaman. What is a Nikosi? Let's look that up real quick. Oh, yeah, they're sort of like, they kind of look like humanoid cat folk. Wow, there you go. Yeah. All right, nice, easy. Uh, that would make Pride Lord make more sense, too. Yeah. Because lions. So, Mingwa are medium aberrations. They are neutral evil. Uh, 16 armor class, 91 hit points, 40 foot speed. Uh, plus 4 strength, plus 3 to dex, whiz, and charisma. Pretty strong across the board. Proficient in perception and stealth. Dark vision. They speak common and sylvan as well. And they can speak with felines. They can just speak cat. Just They speak cat. Yeah, CR4. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. They have keen smell, so advantage on perception checks that rely on smell. They have pack tactics, so they have advantage against enemies uh, on attack rolls when they have a creature, an allied creature within five feet of them. With a 10-foot running start, the Mingwa can long jump up to 25 feet. They have feline empathy. The Mingwa has advantage on animal handling checks to deal with felines. And they have an ethereal coat. The armor class of the Mingwa includes its charisma modifier. Wow. All attack rolls against the Mingwa have disadvantage. Just all attack rolls. Interesting. If the Mingwa is adjacent to an area of smoke or mist, it can take a hide action even if under direct observation. And then they have, like all of our BCs so far, a bite and claw attack. Bite deals 1d8 plus 4. Claw deals 1d6 plus 4. That's buck wild. Yeah. 
So they smoky kitty friends. Friends to kitties. Friends to kitties, yeah. Yes. They're just like like they're like a ringleader. Yeah. Would my cats talk me up to this thing? No. I mean, Come like, I, I mean, like, maybe. Come I'm just on, kinda... Rip. Come on, Rocks. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm. I kind of make the assumption that like all cats are just like tolerant of humans. Um, but I feel like as far as like humans that they coexist with, like, I imagine they think pretty well of you. Yeah, no, Ripley won't leave me alone sometimes. Yeah. So I think I think they'd probably be like, yeah, he's all right, which is like really high praise. Yeah, I guess. I guess. For like a cat to a human, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's good. I don't have anything bad to say. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like he's tall. He's really tall. <laughs> he's tall. He gives us food sometimes. Yeah. Mostly it's this electronic thing and it drops it. It's weird. <laughs> but like he like watches, like make sure I eat, which is like nice, but like a little hovery, but like it's nice. Like it's you know, like the stop, helico- of- stop helicopter parenting me. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine I'm I'm picturing these things like having like a just a, a cadre of other kitty cats that follow them around and they get into like a gang almost, but like a nice gang. How do you think the plot of Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, would change if instead of you know just a like a you know a Liam Neeson lion, mm-hmm. Aslan was portrayed as a as a Mingwa? Instead of a Jesus lion, it's a neutral evil aberration. Yes. Nice. Uh immediately better because it removes um religious illusions. Yeah. And fuck that. uh because what the fuck? And, uh, like, this is my goddamn fantasy story with swords and witches and evil and magic and archery and school shit and a talking lion that you're like, JK, it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. Get back. Fuck you. Anyway. Nothing Um, against you, Liam Neeson, but. No, like, Liam, you're fine. Like, you're fine. But just, like, I can't, I can't, I can't right now. Uh, Mingwa Circus. Mm. What would be the... Just a bunch of cats. Okay. And what different things would the cats do? Like, where's the... What's the variety? Well, I mean, they're all... They're all inherently pretty acrobatic. Yeah. Um, you got a bunch that, like, stack on top of each other. Okay. And you have, like, a kitty stack. Is there a people tamer? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Lion and holds like, a stool and and a whip and the yeah, person's exactly. like Arr. or it's more just like um it's like check me out i'm gonna get this human to do like scoop my poop out of a box Ooh, that's pretty good yeah it's like i'm gonna do shit and they're gonna be like obliged to like deal with it oh that's the thing that my cats it. have me tamed so much <laughs> <laughs> like check this out check this out i'm going to uh i'm gonna like let a bug into the house and then they're gonna like pick me up to like try to grab it it's like just watch this (laughs) i'm going and then i get a free snack (laughs) i'm gonna barf on the floor (laughs) right in front of them (laughs) they got they've got you know a, a, a hardwood floor and one rug in the center of the room, and I'm gonna barf <laughs> on that one rug, 
but after they clean it up, they're going to ask me if I am okay. <laughs> Cats really have humans by the ghoulies, don't they? I'm going to start puking on the floor, <laughs> but I'm going to jump up onto the couch and then and finish. <laughs> These are all real things that my cat has done. This is specifically Ripley. Like, Roxy never pukes. Ripley pukes all the fucking time. She has the most sensitive little tummy. Oh, boy. And see, you still love her. I I love her to death. Oh, goodness. Yeah, no. Ripley's my little bedtime buddy. She'll she'll hop up a couple moments after I sit down. It's like, are we going to bed now? Yeah. It's like, okay. And she only stays for a little bit. But, you know, I get a little little, little kitty time. Just checking in. Yeah, just just checking in, seeing how you're doing. You doing okay? Okay, I'm out of here. But Roxy will sleep on Ripley uh, on I almost said on Ripley's hip on Nicole's hip the whole night, and I'm mm-hmm. a little jealous about it, but it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. Look, they had the they couldn't they have to share. They look they 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 have paired off. Yeah. They pick the humans. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh, Mingwa, good cat? I think it's a pretty good cat. It's it's pretty, pretty, it has the capacity to get you more cats. To get you more cats, that's fair. Yeah? I think you it's got to kind of be good. badass enough for it to be like, you know what, you're all right. Yeah, just, yeah you're pretty good. All right, who, uh, la- la- okay, here's last question before we end the episode, because we're getting mm. close here. Who... What character from pop culture do you think is badass enough that a Mingwa would be like, you know what, you're all right? Hmm. Rocky. Rocky. It's pretty good. <laughs> Rocky. Rocky's pretty good. Um, or Jackie Chan in any ooh, movie. Ooh, Jackie Chan. Um, damn. This is, a, this is a harder question than I thought it was going to be. I think it would have to be AOC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. She's badass I'll su- enough. I'll support that. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that's a Mingwa. Mingwa. We've gotten four mostly cats. Mostly cats. The, okay, the second one was not very cat, but you yeah. know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, hey, everyone, as per usual, we love you. Thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah. It's been rad to have you along for this trip on our magic rocket ship. <laughs> uh, as into, per usual. Into this great multiversal beyond i thought you were doing a uh, little line science thing i i realized that that's what that was from <laughs> i decided to to jump ship like one would go to another dimension and there would still be a zach and griffin's multiversal pet shop exactly there because we're always around uh as per usual you know if you like what you heard check us out all over all over the internet like us mm-hmm. review us subscribe to us we love you. We love you. We're available on like all places where there's podcasts. Yeah, if you if, there, if, like if, if you can find a podcast there, we're probably there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check that out. Check out our Patreon, patreoncom media. Mm-hmm. You know, subscribe. You can come and cha- hang out, chat with us. It's super fun. 
Check us out on our uh, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash ghostlightmedia, for us playing video games and chatting yeah. with us personally while we play video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going. It's usually on a Wednesday, but we've, you know, with, with the world and COVID and travel yeah. and... We've we've missed the last few weeks, but we're yeah. hoping to get back in in the 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 role of that soon. Yeah, Mr. G and I are still doing that Stardew Valley thing. I occasionally stream games just by myself. Yeah, so just check it out. Good time. Go yeah. go there. Subscribe. You'll get alerted. But yeah, other than that, if there's anything you want to hear on the show going forward, hit us up on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Slide into them DNs. They're slideable. They're so so slideable. Like a water slide. Like a water slide. Yeah. Not like one of those like metal slides that like you squeak down and you get staticky and it's a yeah it's bad it's bad it's bad it's a good slide also like one of those roller slides you know it's like a bunch of roller pins yeah those are those suck I like those I don't I don't they hurt I think they're really they hurt my bum (laughs) (laughs) I do all right my bum's a little bony but anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's about it for us. I have been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. Meow. Baby meow. Meow, meow, meow. Thank you all for listening to episode 94 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and our Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and everyone who creates them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Ice Deer Brewing, Kyle, and Christina for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, just keep on keeping on top of your chair. Don't want you to fall off and hurt your butt. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Ghostlight Media production.